0: One would expect a radio program such as this one, which is hosted by a pastor, to have nothing but positive things to say about the Bible, God's Word. But is there insight to be gleaned by looking more closely at its history? Welcome to episode 31 of What We Believe and Why, with pastor, author, and teacher, Dr. George Byron Koch. Now, before you reach for a torch and light your radio on fire, let me quickly say that the challenging aspects of God's Word are exactly what make it so powerful. It is not a book of simple rules, nor is it a linear dialogue of man's early history. And as a result, personal study of the Bible is never really finished. There is always more that we can glean, with the help of the Holy Spirit, as we dig into its pages. That, in essence, is what this program is all about. Today, it's the authority of Scripture that's our focus. Let's dig into one of the more challenging aspects of God's Word. Here's George.
1: Today, I'd like to begin with chapter 21 in What We Believe and Why. This is called Bible Authority. In this chapter, we'll be looking at the authority of the Bible. This is not trivial, and parts of it... They're going to be a little bit complex, so I'm going to ask your indulgence. I apologize if I'm a little hard to follow in this or it gets a little bit complicated, but the truth is there is so much that makes up the Bible that we have today and so much that involves how we understand its authority that we just, honestly, we need to spend some time understanding all of it. So let's let's be honest as we begin. The Bible is not the most user-friendly book that you can read. In fact, there are some great reasons not to read the Bible. It's long and intimidating. It's not put together like a novel or a how-to book or a textbook or most any other kind of book you can buy. Different churches and traditions don't even agree on which books belong in it and which ones don't. There are many different translations, and advocates for one or the other often fight bitterly and publicly against translations other than their own favorite. Starting at the beginning and reading through to the end is often boring, and really difficult. I'm just trying to keep it real here. And really creepy people have used the Bible to try to justify everything from segregation to religious persecution to murder. You have to wonder why anyone would even bother to begin to read it. On the other hand, the Bible is obviously an extraordinary and profoundly important book. This is true even if you don't believe in God at all. Year after year, it is the single best-selling book on the planet, far beyond whatever is in second place. Why? Well, for a bunch of good reasons. It contains some of the deepest insights into human character ever written. It has some of the most beautiful poetry and astonishing dramas ever penned. It shakes people up. It jolts them out of their self-centeredness and gives them a wider vision of who they are and why they are alive. It sweeps across thousands of years of human history. It challenges authority and it condemns tyranny. It attacks hypocrisy, and it honors the downtrodden. It offers comfort in ways no human institution has ever been able to do. It's used by billions of people as a source of counsel, comfort, and understanding of their place in the world. You likely know some of the stories from childhood, about Adam and Eve and the serpent in the Garden of Eden, about Moses escaping Egypt with a million Jews only to wander in the wilderness for 40 years, or Jesus feeding 5,000 people with a few loaves of bread and a couple of fish. Such stories can be told to children on a very basic level, and they will understand the story and the basic moral of it. But there is much more than meets the child's eye in each of these stories. One of the remarkable things about the parables of Jesus is that rather than saying, here are the rules to follow, rule one, rule two, rule three, rule four, Jesus told stories that can illustrate a moral or spiritual truth on many different levels. The first time we hear it, we get level one. Then, as we mature, we get level two and level three. We can't exhaust the levels or depth of the parables Jesus tells, nor exhaust how widely applicable they are in our lives. The same is true of the entire scope of the two Testaments. They contain narrative that does not simply relate history but teaches us about ourselves. The Bible is something we ought to take seriously. But Christians have to ask the question, what is its authority in our lives? Secular opinion, those outside of the church who are not believers, ask these questions or say these things, who cares? Or they say it's a bunch of fairy tales and outright lies. Or they say it's just a book written by people in one ancient cultural context and with primitive superstitions about a God who created them, nothing more. Or it may be interesting to cultural historians and may even contain some good ethical ideas, but as a book, it's not much different than other religious texts from other cultures, in other times, just one of a bunch. Or some even say it's an instrument of oppression used by a patriarchal institution, the church, to control women and other oppressed minorities. It's all about domination and control. Many versions. Of each of these, views are common, and they range from measured academic assessment to, frankly, bitter disdain. At the other end of the spectrum is the view that Scripture is the infallible and inerrant Word of God written by men under the direct inspiration and control of the Holy Spirit— and that those who do not accept this view threaten the future of the Church and risk their immortal souls. If you've not already had your view of the Bible demanded of you by those holding any of these points of view, just wait. Your time will come. As for me, I believe we can trust the Bible as God's reliable and intentional revelation of himself, without being drawn into any of the partisan fighting. So let's unfold the history and the issues and see where it leads us. Let's consider first the original manuscripts of the Bible. First, Do we really know what the original manuscripts said? We don't have any of them, not one. We only have copies. This causes several problems. Authors can make up conspiracy theories that excite and mislead their readers, and no one can prove they are wrong. One group believes the church was in control of the scriptures for centuries so they could make it say whatever they wanted to say and did in order to keep the people under their control. One variation of this has it that Justinian I, when he was the Roman emperor, intentionally excised from the Bible all references to reincarnation. Because the emperor and his wife, Theodora, didn't want us to know about it. Usually, these descriptions of the way the Bible has evolved are done semi-conspiratorially with a wink. We know what the church did. It took out those parts that wouldn't allow it to control the people. So what we have left is only what the powers in the church want us to read. Conspiracy lovers love that one. There are many variations on this theme about Scripture and its unreliability. Since we don't have any of the original manuscripts, who knows what the original said? How can we possibly believe what we read in the Bible? Well, it turns out there are actually some pretty solid reasons for believing that what we have is with few possible exceptions, what the authors originally wrote. We have quite good evidence of this. Let's start with the historical textural evidence and the abundance of early manuscripts. One great review of this evidence comes from the Bible scholar F.F. F. Bruce in his book, Are the New Testament Documents Reliable? Bruce wrote some terrific books, including Hard Sayings of the Old Testament and Hard Sayings of the New Testament. One of his key points is how historians accurately ascertain the original text of a document. We'll come back and look at this and understand how you go about doing that
0: when we return. Thanks, George. We'll jump back into this very important discussion in just a moment. Stay with us.